that you've left on your bookshelf. Uh, <laughs> we packed up the stuff, but I left that one little glass bottle <laughs> and my one little like I don't know what that's called, like a candle holder. Like let me pack up everything, but leave Tim Gun and the glass bottle. <laughs> oh my gosh. Welcome back to Talking Texas <laughs> Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. I'm Michelle and I'm Liz. And this episode, we're discussing season one, episode fourteen. Upping the Ante, original air date January 31st, 2007, written by David Hudgens, directed by Allison Liddy Brown. Oh, Allison Liddy Brown. She's back. She's back. She's also worked on Gossip Girl. Yes. Yeah. I know. When I wrote that, I was like, she's His name is familiar. Back. Yeah. In this episode, Coach Taylor struggles between preparing for the game and dealing with the situation with Smash as the town of Dylan piles on the pressure. This is like every freaking... Every summary. That was it? No, no, no. It oh. continues. I was just like, of course, on the pressure. Yeah. Relationships also begin to form as Tyra and Julie start an unlikely friendship and Riggins reconnects with his estranged father. This was my favorite episode so far. It was so it good. It was so good. So much friendship. So many funny parts. And like, yeah, hello character development. Like, yes. Yes. I know. I was really excited for this because... In episode one of this podcast, you were like, I predict Tyra and Julie are going to become friends. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, it's happening this episode. Yeah. It's the start of a Yeah, because they're both the outsiders, sort of. Right, like, they right. don't care about football. So right. let's let's bond over not giving a shit about football. Right. Uh, the four words for this episode, hobby, ambush, meeting, and steal. They're great words. I didn't do well, but they're great words. Thank you so much. <laughs> so let's start with hobby. Jason is having dinner with the Garrities, and he's trying to explain quad rugby. This gets heated fast because Buddy questions the fact that this is actually a, ho- a hobby, son. You can't make money from this. Mm. And obviously, Jason views this differently, and he ends up getting even more upset because Buddy throws in the fact that he's suing his coach. Yeah, he gets heated. Yeah. And then to just top it all off, he mentions, oh, by the way, me and Lila are getting married. We're engaged. And Lila's like, shit. I know. And he's like, we picked out a ring today. Yeah, he was just, as I said, he was heated. Right. And he was like, let me prove that you're wrong, buddy. Yeah. I, You know what? We're getting married. I don't give a shit what you said. I'm going to take your daughter with me. Right, when I start touring the world. Yeah, I'm going to be a big star. And like I full heart, wholeheartedly believe that he will be yeah. in whatever he does because that's the type of person he is. And Buddy should know that, but also he's still getting used to the fact that he's paralyzed. Yeah. So he's just like, you know what, Buddy? I'm going to warn up you and tell you that actually we're engaged. <laughs> well, Jason and Lila, they have a conversation about this and she's upset because... One, she didn't want it to come out like that. And two, you're not really considering my feelings. She had this whole plan, which don't we all have plans when of we're course. younger? I thought I was going to be 25 and there'd be a whole room watching us and lots of toasts and dancing. And of course, Jason gets defensive of, oh, you don't see us doing that. And she's like, it's not about that. But like, what about college? What about school? And he said, oh, that doesn't matter. Right. But he says, I still I still want that. I'm I want smart. that. But also... I want I have other plans for us as well and she's like well what about me right what about my feelings you don't take that into consideration right and I wonder if that was a pattern in their relationship to begin with that obviously we knew Jason was the QB and wherever he was going she was going and yeah 
I think he didn't purposely do it, but he probably was like, yeah, we're on the ride together, right? And she was like, whatever you want and never thinks about what she wants. Vic wants to know, do you think she really wants to marry him or she just got swept up in the moment? Ooh, I think, I think she got swept up in the moment, but I also think deep down, if she was 25, maybe she would still feel like, okay, yeah, this is actually my person. I'm ready to do this. But she's so young. Yeah. Like just, she says, I need to sort it out. I need to figure some things out. I just, I just want to know myself before I get married. And I think that's great. I mean, obviously me coming in, having more of a worldly view on someone who's 16 or playing 16, like, that's great advice to give yourself. I need to find it myself. I don't know if I should get married yet. I love you, but it doesn't take anything away from us. It's just I'm not ready. And I respect that. But also I'm an adult, so it's hard for me to put myself in Lila's shoes being like, oh, yeah, let's just get married. Well, yeah, we've always had the yeah. same feelings about teen marriage. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Buddy's so upset by this. So he asked Coach to talk to Jason about this. And Coach says, well, don't add pressure to them. They're smart kids. They'll figure it out. If you add pressure, they're going to end up doing the exact opposite. Right, they're going to rebel. Right. So Coach ends up talking to Jason at the hearing, which also happens to be the day of the playoffs. So not great timing. But it's really sweet. And he tells him, listen, no one's telling you not to get married. It's just a huge commitment. Just make sure this is what you want. And Jason says, I know what I want. I'm not sure Lila knows. Yeah, and he was like harping on, oh, she said it was a mistake. I don't want to make a mistake. Yeah. And so Jason's like, oh, so you think that I would be a mistake down the line? Who knows how many months or days or years or whatever, but he like kept on to that. He harped He on harped it. it and, and uh, you know, he he's like, I was ready, but I don't know if Lila is. Yeah. He can't be mad at that. No. I know he is. Not no. mad, but just like disappointed. Right. But she's so young. Yeah. She doesn't know. She just doesn't know. I mean, I'm happy that this question is finally at the surface because a couple episodes ago when she was talking to Tammy and she's like, I don't know what I want for myself. I'm not thinking about college. I've always been thinking about Jason and where he's going to go. Right. I'm just going to, we're going to get married and I'm there for him. And now she's like, wait, I do matter. I do have a voice. I can figure out what I want too. Right. And she says, I, I do want to go to college. I do want to do some things, things before I get married. Yeah. Uh, But this coach scene with Jason was really sweet because it does show they can still have a relationship. They joke about how Red's buddy's (laughs) Buddy's face face got when they told about the engagement and they laughed about that. Yeah, I thought it was so sweet. He's like, I'm still your coach. I still love you. Yeah. This is a shitty situation. Right. And Jason says, I just want you to know, I didn't choose to do this today. today. I know it's game day. Mm -hmm. And coach knows. Yeah. I love them. I chose Ambush for Matt. Yes. Okay. Yes. Smash. Julia, Matt, and the whole town of Dylan are all at Applebee's (laughs) for Talking Panther football. Talking Panther football. They're recording live there. And Julie's really excited because she's talking about her opportunity that she's going to get to work on the newspaper. She wants the Julie Taylor's column on life. Oh. So she can report on music and shows and movies. And as she's sharing this, the DJ says, our QB, Matt Saracen's in the house. Come on up. And Matt is looking around like, what? Me? And they're all like, Saracen, Saracen, Saracen. What do I do? And Julie's like, go, go, go. It's fine. It's fine. 
well, it takes longer than expected. So she's waiting outside for him and he's apologizing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then the whole team pulls up, including Riggins, and throws Matt in the backseat because it's football things. It's a football thing. And Julia's like, how am I going to get home? I'm like, fucking wrong. And leaves You Julie. children. Yeah. Don't leave a girl out in the cold in front of Applebee's. It's dangerous. So the next day, Julie and Matt, they're going to go to a concert, but she has to convince Tammy that, to let her go because it's it, a weeknight. It's a weeknight, yeah. but this would be really good for her column, right? So she finally convinces Tammy and Matt's like, oh, I'm sorry. Actually, I have to cancel this because your dad asked me to appear on television. And I really want to not that I really want to do this, but it's coach. Right. I can't say no to him. And also, I'm a little excited. I mean, how cute of that for even Julie to be like, "Okay, if it wasn't your girl and this wasn't for my dad, like, how excited would you be? Right. He's like, yeah, I'm excited. I've never been on TV before. They seem to have a pretty good open communication. They do. Until, obviously, the end, which we'll get to, but... Yes, yes. But she's she's upset, but she's the most understanding girlfriend. So here we are, boyfriend-girlfriend. Well, she's his girl, and he's a girlfriend. Friend. And then she's like, wait, girlfriend? He's like, haha, girl. So is it girlfriend? I think it's girlfriend. Which is cute. It's really, so, really so cute. cute. It's so high school. It was very like reminiscent and real of like watching a high school pairing like next to me in high school. Like just be like, are you my girlfriend? Are you my boyfriend? I don't know. Like, it's cute. I feel, I mean, besides what Matt's handling at home, their dynamic is very true to high school yeah, relationship it's, it's very relatable innocent and what they go through later on we'll talk about the lying yeah. and also just being caught up in your own head and not knowing how to handle things yeah but because matt's going to appear on television with coach he needs julie to watch his grandma oh my god i love this so much we'll get there so coach and matt they get to the set and it's called the eric taylor show which he's gonna get a pretty f- good fee for this like a payout which Buddy mentions to him. This is how Buddy got him to do this. Okay. Yes. I was like, wait, where is this show? What is happening? You see on the, like, it's, it says in big letters, like, the Eric, Eric Taylor, Taylor show. show. I'm like, yeah. what the hell is this? And it's so tense from the beginning because clearly Coach doesn't want to be there. He can't work the clicker. No, the clicker doesn't work. The clicker doesn't work. He can't get the plays. And like, Matt, I felt for him because Matt's like, no, you just got to press this button. Like, you've ever tried to work with someone who doesn't understand technology uh-huh. and you're trying to tell them and they just get frustrated and yell at you? It's like, I'll just do it. Yeah. But no. So coach <laughs> snaps at him. The producer, director comes over and is like, listen, just let Matt ask the questions. First mistake. And so Matt asks... <laughs> What everybody's wondering, is Smash going to start? And they're laughing at him. Going to play. Like, oh, my gonna God. Play. Is, Mac, is um, Smash going to play? Sarah's and kids are smart ass. <laughs> and Coach is like, what kind of hell of a question what is that? Fuck you with me, which was it's really funny. I love that. Yeah. Uh, Smash is doing his best. He's trying to work off his debts, so to speak. He's yeah. in the field house really early, folding the towels, which Coach is just like riding him hard. Like, doesn't even like the way he's folding the towels. Yeah, he's he's just really just hurt by him. Yeah, and he's also struggling on the field and off with working out because he's off the steroids now. And right. so his body is yeah. kind of having to deal with the aftermath of not having it. Right. Like you're, it's like, you know, your withdrawal. withdrawal symptoms. So your body is just rejecting. <laughs> I can only imagine like flying right like you're i mean you can lift and you can run and you have all this power and speed and, and then, then all of a sudden just not you don't then you don't have it and 
And while he naturally does have it, yes, anyone's body after taking steroids, I'm sure it takes a long time for it to kind of regulate itself again. So, and the only ones who know is Coach. Corinna right. and Smash. So I'm sure the team and McGill, they keep commenting and Buddy probably, like, well, what's wrong with this kid? Where's the speed go? Yeah. Like, what's going on? They're going to put two and two together. Well, I'm sure. Time will tell. So Tammy has a chat with Eric about how his style filters down and he's wound up tight. It's like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> pretty much like, you know, listen, we're upset about Smash, but he made a mistake. He's a boy. And he's paid some dues. Yeah. He'll keep learning. He's learned a lesson, we hope. Yeah. And you're just being really hard on him. And it's not going to help on game day because he's losing his confidence. Right. So Coach goes to visit Smash at his house, which <sighs> we love this, this scene. This scene was also great. He's outside. He's reading. And the neighborhood kids in the foreground are playing football. So Coach explains to him that, I'm sorry I'm putting all this pressure on you. And Smash stops and says, listen, I know you don't like me. And that's fine. I'm okay with it. And Coach says, that's not the point. That's not the point. We take things too seriously, especially this game, because we love it so much. Yeah. We lose sight of it. And then this little boy named Miles Shepard comes up. He's like, are you really Coach Eric Taylor? I love this. This was so cute. (laughs) He's like a little smash. He's like, yeah, yeah, that was me. (laughs) And he says, you better remember my name in 2014. 2014. I will be there trying out. And Coach is like, you call me when you get out of Pee Wee. (laughs) This is so cute. And then they all play football together. I adored every minute of this. It was fun to see Smash and Coach laughing and playing and just acting like just like like football was fun for them again right and not so serious so serious and that is the whole point of the game yeah and tammy even says that she's like you don't want this kid to lose passion for something he loves right right so coach ends up i guess i don't want to say page but maybe over the loudspeaker calls smash into the office This scene was also, this had so many comedic moments in this episode. Well, I don't think this was meant to be. No, but it was funny because he's so out of breath and he's like, you got it, all right? You want a hug? So he, <laughs> right. So Smash comes running into Coach's office. Coach is having a meeting with all of the assistant he like, coaches. And he like slams open the door. He's like, oh, yeah. And he's panting and he's like, I'm so sorry. I was across campus. And all he says is, you know, you're starting his tail back. That's it. Get out. Get out. We want to give you a hug. All right, get out. And Smash is so happy. Yeah. Leading up to the game, the rally girls, oh, they kidnap all the football players for a party mm. and for their charity calendar. What, what is this charity? It's for, what charity? It's for charity. <laughs> so pretty much they're having all the football players take their shirts off and pose. We have Mr. October. Mr. November uh-huh. is Matt Saracen. Right. I get the concept. Who's, I guess... The other girls in the school are buying this, and then the money goes towards maybe the football league. I, I don't know what, what the hell, what charity this is. Like, I wouldn't buy it. Well, hell no. Would I buy it? I'm trying to think in high school. I mean, I would buy no. it now because it would be like our Friday Night Lights guy. That'd be funny if they actually meant made it, but yeah, I wouldn't have bought it in high school. You know what I'm saying? Like, in, if the football team in our no. high school did this, yeah, ew, I would be like, ew, right? No, I don't care about seeing these guys shirtless. They're I mean, not buff like these kids, first no, of all. Are. These are actors that are in their 20s Correct. and 30s. Correct. <laughs> yes. You know, 30. Matt feels uncomfortable, but ultimately he gets into it. He gets pretty comfortable pretty quickly. Yeah. So the next day, 
Julie questions Matt, what were you doing last night? He's like, nothing, it was just work. And she's like, I saw the calendar. Right, like, you should have known when she said, what did you do last night? You know your girlfriend, right? You should have known. Oh, shit, she knows. He does not know. This is a total... I know, they're like so new, right? Like, in having a relationship. Besides that, like, Matt is can just cannot adjust to being in the limelight no and he also has as we always say so much on his plate that he, <laughs> he does it's like a broken record but he has so much on his plate it's like yeah. what does he concentrate on at what time so you know he's like it's probably just easier if i lie about it now so i don't really have to get in trouble and then ultimately he really hurt her yeah she walks Poor away little, oh what a sweet angel that that big bulging tears i know i know i felt for her yeah Tim, Timmy, he has a speeding ticket and he needs to get it signed by a legal guardian or he's going to lose his license. Yikes. Billy's not his legal guardian. No, but he should be. Yeah. So, right. So Tim tells the judge, I'm just going to get my dad to sign it. And Billy is really concerned about this. He's like, why don't you just let me sign it? This isn't a good idea. But ultimately, Tim grabs the postcard from the fridge. He hasn't seen him in two years. He doesn't even know if that's where he's living. Right. But he's like, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. So he stops at this woman's house. That's the address. Lydia, who's just upset. She needs her CD back. <laughs> and she doesn't know where he is. But she says, try the golf course. Because he likes to go there and hustle. And he was doing that. Yeah. So he finds him hustling. And his dad signs the form. They catch up. And turns out he's been sober for six weeks. So that's something. That's something. And his dad asks him to hang out and they go bowling. This is cute. It is cute. But also watching this episode now for the third time, Walt, that's his dad's name, Yes, just seems to have to win yes. at all of the sports it's and exhausting. activities. Against your kid. Like, He's a kid. Right. Like hustling on the golf course. Then they go to play. Well, they go to the bowling alley. And he's super excited for his new ball. And it seems sweet. And I think he means well because the bowling alley knows who Tim is. Knows he's been right. in the playoffs. Which is surprising since he's not around. But he's keeping but up. But he's keeping up with his very, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He's just his popular kid right. that's on the football team. The right. biggest football team in high school in Texas, I right. guess. Uh, so... They decide to get a bite to eat, and Tim says, hey, why don't I just stay the night? So they end up bonding around the fire, and they talk about the past a tiny bit. Mm. And he pretty much tells his dad, like, you know, even though I was young, I'm not dumb, and I still hurt things. Right. Like, I know what you were up to, but I'm a little bit, obviously, more forgiving than Billy is. Yeah, because Billy... Billy wants nothing to do with him. Doesn't like him. So the next morning, they head to the golf course, and they make a bet. If Tim wins, Walt will come to Dylan to watch him play on Friday. If Walt wins, or if Walt loses, no, you're right. If Walt wins, <laughs> right? If Tim Walt wins, yeah. Tim. So I was like, wait a minute. If Walt wins, Tim won't tell Lydia his new address. Yeah, which is and really he's funny. Like, That's actually a really good gift. Yeah. So pretty much, Tim's dad is letting him win the entire time. He's like hustling him a little bit until the final moment where he like rubs it in his face that he wins. And Tim is like, if you didn't want to come watch me play, we didn't have to play this game. Right. You could have just said it. Why did you have to humiliate me? 
It was gross. It was really bad. And then he yells at him in front of everyone. Like, you get back here, Timmy. Right. Tim's like, fuck you. Because Tim's like, I'm leaving. This is a bad idea. And I shouldn't have come here. And Walt's like, we made a bet. You need to shake my hand. No. Get on the field and shake my hand. Get on the course, I should say. Get on the field. (laughs) Whatever it is. But he walks off. Like, Like, nah. Fuck you. So it's super upsetting. Tim walks off, as we say, gets home. And (laughs) next day, it's the playoffs gets out on that field and billy stops him he's like we need an extra ticket we need an extra ticket and billy's and tim's like what are you talking about i'm about to go on and billy's like dad's here yeah and then there he is and tim's like ah he listened to me he listened yeah he showed up he he said i can't go back to dylan you don't understand i can't go back there so obviously past there yeah his past experience he doesn't want to go back there and be looked at yeah of course as you know i'm the Guy who fucked things up, I'm sure, whatever he did. Mike wants to know, what are your thoughts on Tim's dad? Will he be around for a bit? Probably. Okay. How many (laughs) episodes do you think this character will have? I say maybe around 14. I want to say he probably, maybe he'll ride it out until the finale with us. And by the finale, it's so much shit has gone down with them that he ends up just leaving again. Just a light prediction there. Okay. Do you think if he's with us till the finale, like you said, will he be back next season? I think he'll probably make appearances on all, if not some. Okay. Wait, some, if not all seasons. <laughs> okay. Good to know. And yeah. then do you think Tim and Tyra ever talked about their parents while they were together and bonded over that? Absolutely. Very similar, right? Absolutely. Yeah. That's like, you know. The first thing that connects you to a person is like you having family issues that are the same. You're like, you're like me? This is awesome. You're a little damaged. You're da- damaged. You got no, daddy issues kidding. like me. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So you that's what you yeah. bond over immediately. And then you go from there. It's like, I'm sure maybe Tim and Tyra, I don't know, someone had a situation and one of them had seen it and they were like, well, you know, my fucking dad's like that too or whatever. And that probably bonded them. They probably started hooking up after that or whatever it is. I mean, early on, we learned when Billy and Tyra were working together yeah. and their entrepreneur selves. Yes. You know, she said, I learned more about you and your family That's than true. 10 minutes from dating Tim for like That's two true. years. Tim also doesn't talk. About things. He's starting to. He is. Because he knows he he has to grow up a little bit. You know, he's trying to take responsibility. Oh, I got this, you know, my speeding ticket. Let me get my dad to sign it. Like, I, he's, he's trying to take some responsibility, even though it's very new for him. But, yeah, I he's... He's not an open book. He appears as an open book. Like, we can see as the audience, like, what exactly is going on with him. But he doesn't actually, like say it to anyone and i also think and he Ty- should but he doesn't right and tyra's not stupid so no she, sure she just sees she it sees a lot of it right and i'm sure tim saw a lot of what tyra's going through right and he gravitated towards it even if he didn't realize that's what was happening right last but certainly not least our new favorite friendship oh let's talk about it. julia and tyra so going back to julia and matt's date at applebee's when Matt gets kidnapped, and Julie's left without a ride. Tyra offers. Yeah. And at first, Julie's like, no, that's okay. My mom can come get me. But ultimately, she takes a ride with Tyra, and Tyra's like, we just have to make a stop at the strip club so I can get Mindy. <laughs> to get my sister. <laughs> <laughs> so the next day, they're hanging out. They're shopping, trying on makeup. Yeah, that was so quick. 
So quick. Like, okay, want to hang out tomorrow? Sure. Right? So cute. I know. So Julie, she says she's never been in a strip club before. So then Tyra shares, do you know who the number one customer is? It's Buddy. And I said, I bet you it's Buddy Garrity. And now I'm thinking he's creep. He's a creepy dude. Yeah. He can be a creeper. Mm-hmm. Gross. Pretty gross. And Julie, she likes this shade of lipstick, which Tyra compliments her on. and says, you should get it. And Julie's like, I don't really have the money for it. So Tyra steals it. No. And we they run out of the... Well, they don't run out. Julie yeah, runs after Tyra. Yeah. And you hear Julie go, like, what did you do? So you think it was going to go further, but it didn't. No, it didn't. It just... It just I hope it doesn't there. become a habit. I think maybe... I'm hoping it's like a one-time thing. Like, haha, I'm cool. But maybe. not like continually happening. Because right. that would suck. Right. So when Julie's taking care of Grandma, she invites Tyra over. And... This was our favorite scene. We were squealing. It was so we uh, like cute and perfect. Living for this. Yes. First of all, Grandma's drinking wine. She's drinking wine. She's getting her toes done. And the best thing is, Julie's like talking to Grandma and Tyra about what it's like to date a football player. And it's her son, her grandson, which is so funny. She's like, you tell him. But Grandma's like <laughs> nodding like, yes, girl. Like, y- you got to show that there's other oh options. God, Tyra's like, you got to just say, like, maybe you're in just someone's on the basketball teams and you. They hate yeah, that. They, they hate, hate the, that. They hate the basketball team. You got to have options. This is the number one rule of dating a Dylan Panther. Always let them know you have options. Yes. Which is great advice. Like, don't you be sitting home for Matt to tell you when he's available. Mm-mm-mm. You go out and you do your thing and he's going to realize how lucky he is. That's right. That's yes, right. Tyra, bitch. I love it. This is a good episode. You said it was your favorite. Oh, I, it's definitely my favorite so far. Yeah. If not, yeah, I, I, definitely my favorite so far. So good. So that's the end of our summary. We're going to take a short break. Then we're going to come back with Scott. He is the host of the People Don't Forget podcast, a nostalgia cast, as he likes to say. And he's a big fan of Friday Night Lights. So we're looking forward to talking to him. Definitely. Welcome back from break. We are joined by Scott. Scott, hello. Welcome to Talk in Texas Forever. We're so happy you're here. Yeah, same. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Um, I've been a fan all the way since Tree Hill Talk. So I, I've been oh. along for the ride with you guys. And it's an honor to finally be on one of these. That is, <laughs> I didn't know that. And I didn't know I'm so honored. Right. That's so Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Yeah. Thank you for continuing to watch shows that I also watch so that I can follow (laughs) along. That's like what we do. That's the gist, right? So I have, before we continue at Friday Night Lights, out of all of the teen dramas, do you have a favorite? Yeah. One Tree Hill is my favorite for sure. I think. Oh, okay. I, I started with the OC. Like I watched them both as they aired. Um, the OC premiered on my 14th birthday, so I felt like it was my show, and it was like I was yep. like the right age. And then Once You Hill premiered like the month after that, and I watched them both like as they were aired. But Once You Hill just like overtook all the rest of the things I was watching. I just really related to the storylines, and I think it was more the basketball. And I grew up playing sports, so I really I think was drawn to that one a little bit more. And then it just put me on like this path of teen TV shows that I have not been able to get out of into my 30s. And I don't care because I love them. Yeah. Same here. Right. I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> so you host the people. People don't forget a nostalgia mm-hmm. cast. Tell us more about that. 
Yeah. So it was just kind of a way during the, the pandemic to just kind of do something fun. Um, I, I have another podcast too. It's a sports trivia podcast that I do with a bunch of people. Um, so I really enjoy podcasting, but I wanted to kind of do something on my own that was just kind of my pet project. And so I created just, I call it a nostalgia cast because essentially what I do each episode is I just pick like a certain year or a certain topic and I bring people on and we just have a casual conversation about that specific topic. We do movies and music music and sports and pop culture and just all sorts of different things. I pretty much let them drive the conversation and we just talk about things of nostalgic past. I mean, we pretty much cover like a lot of the two thousands. I mean, that's when I was growing up and I do typically have people who are around the same age as me. And we just kind of reminisce about like random things like dance crazes and music that we listen to and our celebrity crushes, et cetera. So you know, it's, it's just something for fun that I do on the side. I don't take it all that seriously, but I enjoy it. And hopefully I'll have both of you on soon and we can talk endlessly about all of the shows that we like. Love Please. that. I would love and, that. Yeah, we would definitely. We're, we're signed on. We've got it. Oh, absolutely. Uh-huh. Uh, our listener, Vic, she has a question. Who is your favorite teen actress from the 2000s? Hers was Amanda Ooh. Bynes. Man, oh, I, Amanda Bynes is such a good choice. I did like Amanda. <laughs> I love She's the Man. So I, I, yeah, Amanda Bynes is a good one. Um, wow, that's a great question. There's so many. Um, I really liked Rachel Lee Cook um, from like She's All That. And I, I really liked her a lot. Katie Holmes. And you can't really go wrong with Katie Holmes. Wow, there's so many. I'll go with I'll go with Richie Cook. Great Good choice. choice. Do you have one, Liz? I mean, Amanda Bynes was my era. Yeah, era. She yeah. was my thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great choice, too. Yeah, though. that's a really good one. Probably Amanda Bynes. I mean, Misha Barton. I loved her ever since 2003 yeah. of OC. Yeah. But I just think of all that with Amanda Bynes all and the that, Amanda Show. Amanda and- Show and all of those What a Girl Wants, like all of those movies. Yeah. She was all over that. And so was like uh, Lindsay Lohan a little bit too. Yeah. And yeah. obviously like Hilary Duff. That was she was pretty early 2000s. Yeah. But Amanda Bynes, I think, has to take it for me because I've pretty much seen almost every single thing she's ever been in. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. All right. So Friday Night Lights, let's get into it. How many times have you seen this series? All the way through, I think three times. Oh, wow. And now I'm rewatching it with you guys. So, um, you wow. know, this is my fourth. Yeah. So without spoiling, do you have a favorite character, least favorite character? So I do overall, but obviously I'll just give like my season one favorites, yeah. you know, kind of as the show started. Um, my favorites list is a lot longer than my least favorite list. Definitely okay. Matt Saracen um just just he's just that good boy right i mean i mean this episode was a little bit questionable yeah, not great. but <laughs> towards the end yeah yeah he you know he just i i feel like he stole everyone's hearts right he's just so good natured and just really the character that you can get behind which is funny because the show starts and you kind of think that jason's going to be that guy right with the accident and it's not that he's not that person but i feel like matt really becomes the essential character for that show like the person that you're really rooting for right kind of like seth on the oc or you know different people on certain shows where that's kind of the heartbeat of the series i feel like that's matt um and julie as well just because you can kind of put them together especially in season one as you're watching the relationship grow and i just felt like julie was just really cute and just like innocent and she has no idea what she's getting into with dating Matt again, this episode really kind of showed a lot of that. So Matt, Julie, I know we're all big fans of Corinna Williams, right? I mean, she's 
She's okay. high on my list for that. And I, I will say this though, I do have a soft spot for the Garrities, both Buddy and Lila. One because Minka Kelly, hello. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And Buddy is just like, I always have a soft spot for that, that Dan Scott, Caleb Nichol, um Bart Bass to a lesser extent type character that like <laughs> is just supposed to be heinous and supposed to be hated but you root so much for them to have like a redemption arc and buddy is nowhere near those characters in terms of you know the shittiness right i mean he hasn't done anything irreprehensible to this point but he's just someone that i remember thinking that i really want to root for because i just i want him to be understood and like universally accepted and maybe it'll happen list maybe it'll happen maybe it won't but for now, I, I like talking Buddy. to your husband, Michelle. I know for some my, reason. Anthony like, said the be same like, thing. You know what? Buddy's just misunderstood. Mm-hmm. We gotta figure him out. All right, I'll. I will. I will ride that train with you. I will try to see the good in Buddy. If you're telling me he's not as bad as like Dan or Caleb or Bart, then I'm okay. Then we're good. I mean, I'll figure it out. Dan's a As murderer. A Bart is pretty kind of a murderer. Bart's pretty much a murderer. <laughs> Caleb's got illegitimate kids. We haven't seen any You're of that right. with Buddy yet. So I think no, we're okay true. with him. That's true. Which relationship, we'll stick with season one, are you rooting for? Are you rooting for Jason and Lila? Are you rooting for Julie and Matt? Are you rooting for Tim and Tyra? Oh, definitely not Tim and Tyra. Um, yeah. Tyra. What about Tim and Lila, though? Tim and Lila, I would I would ship them a little bit more than Jason and Lila. Um, I just think that both of them need a clean break. Jason and Lila, like they both need to just figure out who they are, one as individuals, but also just in the like they've only dated each other. You kind of get that sense, right? Like they they've never dated anyone else, and so they have no idea what their identity is in a different relationship, and they're not going to figure that out if they don't try to to date other people. Um, not Tim and Tyra. Tyra is actually my least favorite character up to this point where you guys are, I just, I, I want more. And I know you guys have keep saying like, it's nice mm-hmm. to see her a little bit. She's been getting more exposure, but I feel like the first 10, 12 episodes, her storylines were super random, right? Like the one night stand with the guy, like what, what was that? What was the point yeah. of that? Throwing the party with Billy, like it, yeah. they, they kind of had no, it's like the writers had no direction with her. And so mm-hmm. it's hard to get behind her because I don't, I have no idea where it's going with her. It seems like she's hung up on Tim, but then she's not. She's like butting in the Jason and Lila's relationship. And now in this episode, don't even get me started. She's corrupting poor Julie Taylor. And like, I don't know what's going on with her, Um, but definitely Matt and Julie, just because they give off that coach Tammy vibe. Right. I mean, that's like, you know, it's like looking in the past, probably to how coach and Tammy were when they were teenagers. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's a great answer. So you wrote to me last week about an alter- alternate episode title yeah, for season one, episode 12, What to Do While You're Waiting. Our listener, Tish, she asked this question, what would we rename the episode? So you've said, first, I thought this was super interesting, that you've written a few fantasy teen shows. Oh, yeah. So what do you mean by that? Oh, please explain. So um, when I... I moved like in between middle school and high school, which is like the worst time to move and change schools. Right. Cause I had right. like my friends that I'd grown up with for 12, 13 years and like gone to school with them. And so now like ninth grade, I'm in like a brand new school with people I don't know. And so I didn't have a lot of friends. And so I, as a way to like, I guess in my mind to stay connected to my friends, I started writing stories about my friends, like that included my friends. And it kind of turned into like this, like TV show that I started writing 
and I would write just like all the episodes for all the seasons and I would name all the episodes, try to give them like clever episode titles based on like the storylines I had. And then I ended up just like like completely like taking away their names and stuff because I didn't want to like implicate them. So I just like made up my own character names and all like and then one turned into another one because I had a different idea. And I was like, let me spin off of this one and let me do this and let me follow the characters to college, etc. And it just turned into like just a fun hobby that I that I really started doing. And yeah, it got pretty fun. I have like three or four different shows that I've written like five or six seasons of and I haven't like written full scripts or it's usually just like episode synopsis and different descriptions and things like that but maybe one day I'll, I'll post them on like a reddit thread and people can yeah. read them or something we would have been best friends as younger because this is what I used to do and I don't know if you would go far and make skits and film things but I was like always writing not to the extent of you know uh, a teen show but I was constantly thinking of tv show ideas and writing things and trying to make them on my own so that's pretty awesome that is and your friends know about it um some of them yeah a few of them like I I my, my brother and I were kind of he would co-write some of the episodes with me so that was kind of fun but yeah it was just something that I like I never expected it to snowball into like three or four different tv show ideas and all these different seasons but you know what i have something to show for my time in study hall i guess oh yeah that's true did you ever play the sims growing up yeah oh yeah yeah so i would and i think maybe we all did this but i would make all of my friends on the sims and then just make us hang out in that world yep (laughs) yes (laughs) recreate oh yeah hang out in the room and then also hang out in the sims exactly (laughs) exactly but you were going to title season one, episode 12, Parents Just Don't Understand. This would refer to Matt's sad, Matt being sad, Tyra's mom, and Coach Taylor's inability to realize something was wrong when Julie praised him. Definitely. It's a great title. Yeah, it just, just seemed like in that episode there was a lot of parental mishaps when it came to like dealing with yeah. their kids. So it, it just seemed like an episode title that would make sense. And, you know, a lot of these shows usually name their episodes after songs. So that made sense yeah. since that's the Will Smith song yeah yeah that's great all right moving on to questions mike says so far we've seen three different types examples of cheating number one getting other people to do their homework and turning it in as their own work number two hooking up with someone else while in a relationship and number three using performance enhancing drugs yeah do you think all types of cheating are equal are some worse than others are some forgivable while others are unforgivable Oh, that's so hard. I think there's obviously like severity levels, right? Like I would, there's got to be some sort of tiered system. I like, it can't, it's not as bad to like cheat on a test as bad as that is, as it is to like be unfaithful in a relationship. Like there's certainly involving someone else. If you're doing it to yourself, that's one thing, but now you're hurting someone else in the process that makes it worse. Yeah. Though, I mean, performance enhancing drugs i i mean t- really you're only affecting yourself which obviously is bad but it's not affecting someone else whereas if you're being unfaithful in your relationship it's not only you it's not only your partner but it's also the person you're cheating with so now mm-hmm. you have and and then it it snowballs if they have a partner like it it that's such right. a snowball effect and you know cheating on a test is just i mean if a rally girl for example like does your homework it's not great but it's not the end of the world. I mean, in right. in high school, people share answers all the time. Like, it's, right. that's not the, it's it's not a huge deal. 
kids, if you're listening, don't do it, but it's not, (laughs) I, I, I I wouldn't recommend it, but I I certainly don't think it's anywhere near the level of the other two. Agreed. Yeah, I agree with that. Jacqueline says, as a Cincinnati Bengals fan, this episode was my football highlight of the week since Super Bowl (laughs) did not go well. Do you think the Tyra and Julie friendship will last blossom or do you think this is a one time thing? So, Liz, what do you think? That would be for me. Um, I believe that Tyra, unfortunately, as Scott says, maybe will be a little bit more of a bad influence on Julie and her parents are not going to be accepting of this newfound friendship and relationship because she's going to get her into some bad shit, I'm sure. Um, I would like to see them as friends, but I don't know if they're like best friends, like sleepover (laughs) type of (laughs) high school friends where like every weekend you're hanging out, you're going out to eat or you're going, you know, to the movies. I think they both need someone yeah and they're a good pairing but i think tyra is gonna teach julie some lessons and i I mean i hope julie would teach tyra some lessons too i don't know um so there's a part of me that feels like maybe it's just a temporary friendship i don't know if this is gonna go beyond like lifelong friends i would love to see that though i mean you were hoping for it i'm hoping for it still i just don't see it yeah okay Good answer. Keely, she wants to know which female high school character is your favorite. So, Scott, you mentioned Julie. Is that for season one or do you have a different answer continuing on, which obviously don't spoil, but. I would say it has to be Julie. Just I I, I have to look at it like based on when I was in high school. Right. Like which which of them would I had like gravitated to or been interested in like being like friends with or hanging out with. And that's definitely Julie just out of everyone. I mean. Tyra I mean honestly Tyra or Lila neither one of them seem very approachable just as a person right like they don't give off a vibe of like this is just someone that like if I bumped into them in the cafeteria would be like hey come sit with us you know where Julie is that type where you can tell like she's just a good-natured person just really nice very friendly so it's really hard to say that it wouldn't be her I have like I said I have a soft spot for Lila and I do think that there's so much more beneath the surface that we haven't tapped into yet just be, she's been so wrapped up with Jason and the accident and with the Tim stuff. And now with the proposal, I feel like all of her storylines have been around Jason. So if, if they were ever to distance themselves, I think we'd see new sides of her and we'd really peel off some of the, the layers and, and really get to see and learn more about her. And I think she could be a very interesting character. We just haven't gotten that yet. So I would say Julie with like an asterisk of hope that if we can get Lila and Jason away from each other, that I have the right to change my vote. Yeah, that's great. Liz? I honestly, I think Tyra is the most, um, the one I gravitate towards the most because I feel like I, I feel like I understand them all on the same level, but I feel like Tyra is, I'm rooting for her to make, to do good and to do better and to be better where Julie kind of already is a goody girl. Um, Lila, I feel like as much as I have crapped on her in the past, I I think she doesn't venture out of her little like box. Like daddy told me I had to be a cheerleader. He loves football. I was dating the quarterback. I don't know how to be anything but this. And so I agree, Scott, she's not approachable because she doesn't allow herself to, to be just yet and I think you're right if if her and Jason were to spend some time apart and she's going to get to know herself on a 
deeper level and figure out what she likes and what her future holds, then maybe she would be more accepting of someone like Tyra in her life or Julie or Lance or whoever it is, you know, (laughs) like whoever is she's not like, maybe she would feel more inclined to talk to them and get to know them more because she's trying to figure out what who she is. That's a good answer. I'm going to go with Tyra on this one. But I like Tyra. Tyra's just the most interesting to me right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love Julie, but I'm going to go with Tyra. Yeah. Uh, on a scale of one to five, how over Jason and Lila are you? Kaylee's pretty over them. Are you over them? I'm at a 15 at this point. Like I said, <laughs> okay. I, I think we need some distance. I just think it would be best for both of them. Yeah. I'm not on a max 10 of uh, one through five. Mm-hmm. I'm not at a max five. Um, I don't care either way. I don't think I, the whole, the whole, my whole point is I just don't want her to be with Tim. I'm very firm on this. Do not be with Tim, but I'm not at a complete five, but I don't care if they break up or if they stay together. I feel the same moment. way. I'm not really, I could go either way. Either way. Watching this time around. Just give me some development. Right. And I'm good. Right. Do you think Dylan celebrates the Super Bowl? I'm just curious what kind of parties you think they have on Super Bowl Sunday. I'd imagine Buddy Garrity probably throws a big party. Oh, I'm sure he does. He would have to. I mean, I'm sure they do something special at Applebee's. They, they seem to. to go to Applebee's a lot. Um, the Alamo Freeze probably shows the game and Saracen serves ice cream cones. I can imagine that right. happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm sure the the landing strip. I'm sure they have a nice oh. celebration there as well. Maybe for after the game ends. Maybe is that what the place is called? Yes. There wasn't there a place on Long on Long Island called the Landing Strip because because Sa- my fiance and his friend they always talk about it like they joke around about it. So the I one wonder in Comac? If is it in Comac? I, I only think know it's called of the one strip, strip in Comac. <laughs> <laughs> I love this so much. I love this so much. <laughs> yeah, that's the only I've never been, but. I know there's one in Comac. I don't know if it's still open. Yeah. It's just a funny name. I think that's great. Yeah. I mean, it's, it sure. seems like a pretty, you Perfect. know, appropriate name for, appropriate. for a exactly. strip club. But I'm, I'm sure they have incredible <laughs> Super Bowl parties. I mean, they mentioned, Tim mentioned to his dad in this episode about the Cowboys. And he said, I'm yep, going to root for true. the Saints. So, you know, they, obviously more than just high school football, it seems like. It's just football all yeah. around. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the Riggins brothers? I mean, I love the fact that Billy is trying, like he really is trying so hard. He's it's it. You get more insight into it. This episode, right. With, with Tim's dad coming into the, the picture, but you can tell that Billy was just kind of thrust into a position that he w- had no place being in and having to become responsible for tim and tim you can tell is very rebellious by nature not just with billy but in general so for billy to have to try to keep him on the straight and narrow and have him focus on on football but at the same time you can tell that billy just wants a friend too like he just he doesn't want to be tim's parent he wants to be his brother but you can tell that he's struggling with that line right like where do i draw the line between parental figure but also just like fun brother that you can like get along with and have someone to hang out with and tim needs both because he doesn't have jason he doesn't have right. the, that friendship but he also doesn't have the parent either so billy has to play both roles and it's it, just unfair but you can tell that they care about each other and i think that's the essence of the show right there yeah what do you are you how are you feeling about billy because if in the Definitely. beginning you thought a little pervy 
you yeah, again, no, weird it's, vibes. It's it's past. For okay, me. Good. it's past. But okay. um, I because I'm seeing he's developing. I'm seeing his character more so um, as a brother, and how much like I truly respected him in this episode, trying to like protect him. Like, dad's not that great. Maybe just protect yourself. Don't let him take your money. Don't let him just scam you into anything. Like he knows. So he's he's definitely a good protector. And I think he's obviously very resentful of their father. And like you said, I feel like Tim does need a brother and a parent. And he's trying to balance both. And it's just, it's, he's doing it the best he can. And I like seeing that. Growth. Growth. We're good. Yeah. We're good, Billy. Before (laughs) we go into music and quote and MVP, do you have any questions you wanted to discuss for this episode or just Friday lights in general? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, I, I mean, both of you, I guess there'll be more towards the list, right? Cause she doesn't really know anything, but I know nothing. What are your thoughts? Cause I, I mean, he's been on, such, I feel like we've been on such a smash roller coaster since the series started. Like, how did you feel about smash in this episode? Do you feel like he deserved to get back on the field? Do you feel like he did enough to kind of prove to coach that he is ready and, and that he should be forgiven? definitely tricky while i want him to get the punishment that he deserves um i i i i liked him in this episode i felt like he understood like i messed up and you know what coach it's okay if you don't like me i've come to terms with that i just want to play football i love football and so i respected him for that and i think he probably served his time. Um, I'm hopeful he'll never go back to doing steroids. I think I think he won't because Coach is so on him, and he was so disappointed that Smash will never want to see that disappointment on his face ever again. I'm hoping. So I think while maybe we could have like wrote it out a few more episodes where he was getting punished, it's okay that he wasn't as well because i do love him and i don't want to see him hurt because he was hurting it's hard it's a really tricky situation yeah my follow-up question was going to be do you feel like coach let him off the hook too easily but for the sake of the show a little bit bit, i feel like if it wasn't the playoffs he probably wouldn't have played again but there's so much pressure on them to win and buddy's like is smash gonna play and matt asked him like what's up with smash like i feel like coach was pressured to like Mm -hmm. okay I have to let him play, but I also have to let him know that like this won't be tolerated okay. in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Because the more he stops him and prevents him from playing, the more questions people are going to ask. So that leads everyone in a tough situation where smash and coach having to kind of come up with answers as to why he's not playing. So I think coach is probably like, all right, I let him suffer enough. I'm also suffering because I'm holding on to the secret. It was jeopardizing. It's jeopardizing my job too. So let's just squash it for now and hope that he learned a lesson here. So I'm okay with it, even though it could have went a a little longer. (laughs) Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Good answer, Liz. Music in this episode, we had Chris Brokow, Justin Timberlake, which we don't think no, this we was, didn't. they got the right to it. Brand New is also credited. They were and, not in this episode. No, Andrew <laughs> WK, Kelly Pickler, Inner Circle. So maybe at the time, but then, you know, when they get Netflix, on Netflix and streaming services. Yeah, they didn't allow that, so. 
Favorite quote. Scott, did you have a favorite one for the episode? I did. I did. And it was super random. Um, it was the lady that Tim went to to see if his dad was around. And then she said, tell your dad to give me back my Conway Twitty. They don't have them at Target no more. <laughs> I loved it. She was, I loved her. I yes. loved Lila. I lost my legs, not my brain. I have Tammy. Oh, honey, don't grovel. It's not becoming. <laughs> Favorite coach moment. So this could be either a Coach Taylor moment or a Mrs. Coach moment. Scott. It, I, it would have to be when Coach went to Smash's house and had kind of that nice chat with him. And I just love watching him and Smash like play with the neighborhood kids and the kid coming up to them and saying, you know, oh, I'm going to be there first day. It shows the respect that the town has for Coach, first of all, that the fact that these kids are lining up to play for him. And then on the other end, it just shows you can kind of see the nurturing sense in, in Eric. And we know from you know, what's been mentioned previously that he had worked with Jason from a pretty young age. And so he mm-hmm. built that bond with him. He's doing the same thing with Matt and he's, you starting to see it more with smash. Like it's just really, it was really nice to see. I just, there are so many high school football coaches that would never do that. They wouldn't care enough to, to it, it's, it was a fun, like juxtaposition because like he go coach goes on this TV show, which also was hilarious because <laughs> yeah, the clicker's not working. <laughs> the clicker. Oh God, so <laughs> Do you call it a clicker or remote? I call it a remote personally. Um, okay. I, I dated, I dated a girl once that called it a channeler and I, oh. yeah, I heard, I never heard that one. The only person I've ever heard that said that. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, I'm pretty sure it's just a remote control, but yeah, sure. Channeler. Um, but yeah, I call it a remote, but yeah, I just, it, he like went on this show and, and buddy's like, don't forget there's a nice appearance fee. And so it's, it's mm-hmm. like, he did that. You can tell like he did that for the town and that for buddy. And now the smash thing he did for him. That's really what yes. he, the types of things that he wants me to do. You can tell that's why I got into coaching and it was really nice to see that moment. So that that's my favorite coach moment for this episode. That's also my favorite. Yeah, agreed. I mean, yeah. while I did love the conversation he had with Jason, it still shows that he loves him. It was nice to see coach like play with the kids. I feel like, I feel like he probably really likes kids and you don't yeah, get to see course. him like, yeah, you know, interact yeah. with them all that often. So I really liked that scene as well. And yeah, my dad, we've always in my house have called it the clicker. My Same. dad's from Pennsylvania. So they called it the clicker. Jimmy's like everything was not. I mean, we're like, we're straight. We're straight like, from Long Island. I'm so not like from we don't, PA. I always no, called it a clicker. No, but we always called it a clicker. And now my older okay. age, when I like say it, reference it to people, I call it remote because I'm like, no, it's actually called the remote. Right. We're not going to yeah. call it the clicker. <laughs> Maybe we should call it the channeler. The channeler. Oh. It's the channeler. The channel. That is. That's real good. It is. That is the channeler. Really funny. I feel like it's like alien. Like we're channeling or like something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. Okay, MVP and shittiest. Does everybody have their MVP? Where did I write mine? Okay. Yes. All right. I do. So instead of doing it on three, two, one, because it's always hard to lag on Zoom. It's hard. We'll just go around. Yeah. So, Scott, who is your MVP for this episode? My MVP is Julie for this episode. Um, I just love how supportive she was. And, like, at towards the end, obviously, you could see it started to strike a nerve with her. But early on in the episode, like, when they call out, when they're at the restaurant at the beginning and they call Matt up, she's like, yeah, just go. 
And then when they want to go to the concert and they plan to go to the concert and, and Matt says, well, your dad wants me to go on this TV thing. And she says to him, like, if my dad wasn't involved, are you excited? And you see him smile and say yes. And she says, OK, yes, yeah, like you should go. And, and Matt says, are you mad at me? And she says, yeah, but I'll get over it. And yeah. and then to drop the bomb on her, like, can you watch my grandma? Which <laughs> like and then she just you knew like she, she does it just, just does it. And okay. Yeah. that's just so supportive like that's such she you can tell she gets that from her mom right because tammy is so supportive for coach and julie's doing the same thing for matt mm-hmm. and with everything else going on in this episode like she was the one person that i felt like overall was just good in this episode there were so many people i felt like told the line like smash was really good but then it was like he was kind of complaining and he was really aggressive with his mom so it was like okay there was yeah. that one kind of scene right I felt like coach was really great in this episode, but then again, with the smash stuff, like maybe he could have handled some, or the fact that Tammy had to kind of give him advice and say like, Hey, he's under all this pressure. Like there were other people I considered, but it was like, there were little things in the episode that threw me off about them. Like even I considered Walt Riggins because, Hey, he showed up at the end. And I think he did like, that's really important that he showed up. Um, but I couldn't give him enough MVP because he was too competitive during the golf game. So yeah. I had to go with Julie. I al- I also chose Julie for all the reasons that you explained. Liz, who did you choose? I chose Billy. Billy. Actually, Vic chose Billy yeah. as well. Great choice. Yeah. I yeah. As I said earlier, I saw a, a different side of him, a nurturing side, even though we're starting to see it. But in this episode, I was like, oh. Billy, that was really nice to see you taking care of your brother and like the way he's like, you all right? You sure? Like puts the money in his hand, like just very, just a very good protector and nurturer. And I am liking that side of him. Yeah, we had votes for Tyra and Tim as well. Tim, I almost chose. I felt like he stepped out of her comfort zone a little bit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I did enjoy Tim, obviously, in this episode, yeah. as I normally do. <laughs> shittiest, Scott, who do you have? My shittiest is Tyra, because she was corrupting poor Julie Taylor, and I'm not okay with this. <laughs> you know, first she takes her to the strip club, and but I mean, Mindy. it really comes down to... Yeah, I, I understand. It really comes down to the makeup, right, in the store, and the, the shoplifting... And that like, that's not cool. That's not, it's, it's fine to say to her, like when she gives, she comes over to grandma Saracen's house and they're talking about Matt possibly being interested in other girls. And she's given Julie advice and saying like, Hey, play hard to get, let them know that you have some options. Like that's completely sound advice. And like, that's fine. But for me, it drew the line with the shoplifting. Like mm. it's, she's the coach's daughter. So it's like double. It's not only is she like this good girl that you don't want to corrupt, but what if she gets caught and that's the coach, like that's going to mm-hmm. reflect negatively on not just Julie, yeah. but on coach Taylor and on the entire town. So it's like, come on, Ty, I know you don't care about football, but you know that it exists like in your peripherals, like maybe choose someone else. If you want to have like a shoplifting buddy. Yeah. Good point. I think she also probably likes the challenge that it's Julie. Like, let me see what yeah. I can get her to do. I don't think she, she feels that way. Like, not in an evil, <laughs> malicious way, but in a way where like, oh, well, she's a goody girl. I'm going to like act how I, I'm going to like kind of step up my mm. bad girl act in front of her. Mm. Like subconsciously though. I don't think she's doing it on purpose. I think a, 
Yeah. I think a lot of it too is she's probably really excited to see someone else that doesn't care about football, yeah, right? Like yeah, she's like, yeah. "Oh, wow, there's someone else who doesn't who's not consumed by this and obsessed with football. Like, let's be friends." But I feel like she doesn't know how to do that because she's never come across anyone who doesn't care about football the way that she does and so she's probably like i need to try to like appear cool and alternative and different right. you know in order for her to like me where as what we know about julie as viewers is that that she doesn't care about any of that like she'll just be your friend if you're your authentic self because that's yep. who julie is yeah that's a great answer and a great choice it almost makes me second like want to change my answer who'd you choose i put matt so did i yeah <laughs> but i kind of want to go with tyra yeah. because the the stealing thing isn't as bad as like well i mean he did lie it's not like he white lied he he did lie about what he did it's hard because i understand matt is so new to this we discussed this in the yeah. first half like he he's spiraling he doesn't know how to handle all this pressure he doesn't mean to lie but also he canceled on her not on purpose. It just kept happening. Yeah. And then to lie about the calendar. Mm-hmm. It's kind of right. shitty. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. We had votes pretty much for Matt and then one for Buddy. Eh, yeah, Buddy. Buddy. <laughs> All right. Let's go into a booster of the week. Liz, who are we supported by this week? Booster of the week. You're a total booster. This week, I had to choose, and had to, I mean, I wanted to choose Lisa, Lisa. who is Lisa DeLove. She's actually going to be a guest on next week's episode of Talking Texas Forever, but she was our guest on Three Gossip Girls this past week, so if you haven't checked it out, you definitely should, and we love Lisa. She's always here to give us the straight truth, <laughs> especially about this show. She's like... I can't stand Tyra. I can't stand any of the kids. I don't like any of this. Um, So I'm looking forward to chatting with her next week. But I just want to say thank you, Lisa, for being with us. And we really appreciate you. Thank you so much, Lisa. (laughs) All right, Liz, I'm going to give you a look into next game's playbook. Season one, episode 15. The title is Blinders. Oh, your f- okay. Your four words are punishment, apology, return. Oh shit! And trust. Voodoo's coming back. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> punishment, apology, return, and trust. Yeah. Mm. I was telling Liz I watched this episode today. Actually, it's a heavy one. I don't know if you've watched it yeah, yet yes. or if you know which episode. Yeah, it's a heavy yep. episode. So. I, it, I remember it, yeah. Yeah, it'll be it'll be an interesting discussion, but let's make those predictions, please. Yeah, so <laughs> punishment. Ooh, this could be so many things. Are we still going with the smash punishment? Uh, who's going to get punished? Ooh, is Julie going to get punished for something? Maybe Tyra and her are going to hang out in next week's episode again, and maybe Tyra will be a bad influence again, and she'll get punished for something. Apology. Oh, return. Mm, apology, return. Maybe return also has to do with Waverly, because we haven't seen her in a few, and we still have to find out what's mm. the secret. The Waverlash. the secret? <laughs> Trust. Hmm. God, these could go for so many people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
maybe let's for argument's sake throw it out there eric does something to mistreat tammy's trust like maybe tammy something with the campaign and she tells eric something that has happened but he abuses the trust and maybe tells someone or something um and apology apology Matt having to apologize to Julie, right? Let's hope they make up. Let's have a real good apology, Matt. You can do it. I know you have it in you. Um, I don't know why I just threw, uh, what's his name? Voodoo in there. <laughs> Voodoo Tatum. When you said return, I was like, who could return? I mean, it could be Matt's dad, which I highly doubt. It could be Waverly, which I'm leaning more towards. Voodoo, we haven't seen him since, you know, episode what, like, seven or eight or something like that even maybe before that so maybe he could return who else i don't know who else so can't wait to yeah i can't wait i can't wait to watch to see why i chose that word (laughs) scott's laughing so i probably did terrible no you always do really well on these so (laughs) oh that's you're just trying to butter me up Oh, uh, Will actually has a question about what's to come. How do you think Smash and Riggins will perform versus the Mavericks after what happened this episode? Will it be another situation where a player will suck under the watching eye of their absent father Ooh. or something different? No, Tim's going to be fired up. He's fired up. He's going to do really well. It's not. We're not going to do that again. Like where Matt's dad came in and he didn't perform well or Smash is the scout he didn't perform well i think we're gonna have tim he's gonna perform really well and that's gonna make his dad super excited to be in town and he's gonna want to hopefully for the kids stick around i mean not hopefully if he's a a deadbeat dad we don't want him around (laughs) right right you know um but if he's trying to make do make better and do better then i want to see him do so with his for his children okay good answer thank you will All right, we're going to go into Will's Football Poetry Corner. Get those fingers. Here we go. It's the poetry time. The word is suicides. Suicides are a conditioning drill where you sprint from the end zone to the five-yard line and back, and then to the 10 and back until you do every five-yard interval. (laughs) Smash is running suicides, pushing himself and proving his worth to coach, while Matt is running around and sabotaging his relationship with Julie, bringing them back to where they started and then he put in a clip from coach carter oh where they were doing suicides and when antoine they make do the suicides yeah yeah and antoine's in that movie yep. yes and antoine's such a baby he looks so young that's so funny <laughs> movie but yes suicides thank you will that was beautiful scott thank you yeah. so much for joining us this was so much fun uh, where can people listen to People Don't Forget and your sports trivia podcast? Yeah, so People Don't Forget, um, which is 1,000% named after the lovely scene in Superbad, of course. Yes! <laughs> Absolutely. Um, People Don't Forget. Yeah, Love that. Exactly. You can listen to it wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, whatever you prefer. Um, I don't release I don't release on a set schedule. I kind of just do it as I feel. Um, but I have a pretty like nice 10 to 12 episode backlog. So if you're someone that enjoys nostalgic things from the 2000s, go in there and pick an episode based on the topic. If you're a music person, there's something for you. If you like movies, there's movie episodes. Um, I, we did a Celebrity Crushes Top 10 episodes. We did 
episodes where we gave out awards for the last decade in different areas. So it's a lot of different things. Um, please go ahead and listen. I'd really appreciate the support. And then if you ever want to come on the show, you can always email me at people don't forget podcast at gmail.com. I'm always looking for new guests who want to come on and talk about a certain topic. Like I said, this is for the people. So you tell me what you want to talk about and we can have a conversation about it. And that's really what it's all about so yeah people don't forget and then my sports trivia podcast is called the bench warmers trivia podcast we do released weekly episodes um on tuesdays so phil if you're someone who likes sports if you're into friday night lights because of the football aspect and the sports is what brought you and that's kind of your thing give us a listen you can play along as we kind of quiz each other on there each week and just have a lot of fun and, and learn a lot so either one of those are available wherever you get your podcast and we're always happy and looking for new fans Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, we'll have the links to your podcast in the show description. So be sure to listen, support Scott. Scott, you've been awesome. I'm so glad we got to have you on. Thank you for being a loyal listener since Tree Hole Talk Days. Oh, that means means so much. much. (laughs) And for being a patron, too. Thank you. That as well. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Of course, you guys deserve it. You do such a great job. I mean, seeing the progression from Tree Hill Talk to now, it's 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 been great. Kind of watching you grow as podcasters, and you know, it's just been yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And and I still go back and sometimes re-listen to the ones I've listened to, just like working from home or if I'm like commuting somewhere and I just want something fun to listen to. I just throw on like Let's Talk OC or Tree Hill Talk or one of them and just listen to them. So I really appreciate what what you ladies do. It's really awesome. I hope it continues. I hope that you keep doing this. I mean, there's so many shows out there, so I don't think you'll ever run out. But I, you know, I hope that happens. I wish you continued success. It's been great being a part of this. Finally, I'm happy to give you my money every month because I know it's well spent. Um. And I hope that you'll return the favor and come on. People don't forget sometime and, and we can Absolutely. talk about whatever you guys want. I know. I feel like I'm going to get off and then send you an email of what I'd like to discuss on your podcast. Yes, right? please do. Please do. All right, guys, you know what's coming. You do. You didn't hear it yet. <laughs> We're talking about those Apple Podcast reviews. It means so much to us. Thank you to everyone who's left us a review so far. Thank you for rating us five stars. And I believe we got a new review. We sure did. The title is Two Thumbs Down. <gasps> five stars, however, from Daban underscore 08. Love these ladies and their podcast network, Total Betty. I am continuously impressed by the fun and silly yet very insightful thoughts on each and every episode. I look I look forward to rewatching and listening along with them each and every week. If you're a fan of Friday Night Lights and you're not listening to this podcast, then you, my friend, get two thumbs down. What a fake out. Oh, my goodness. I have to tell you. Well, first off, thank you so much. Thank for that you review. so much. That was awesome. But when I saw two thumbs down and then the five stars, I was like, oh, my gosh. Uh-oh. Which one's wrong? Accidentally <laughs> rated five stars. but wrote two <laughs> thumbs- <laughs> it was a good. That's a good review. It was great. It tricked us. It faked us out. Yeah. Um, and it, we chuckled at the end. We sure did. So, so thank, thank, you. thank you. Thank you so much. And we just want to give a shout out to our all, all of our patrons and our patron patron network. Listen, I'm having brain farts. Patreon. Patreon. Thank you. I mean, it's a Patreon. <laughs> little Betty Podcast Network. Yeah. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Little Betty Podcast Network. There you can find 
all of our goodies, our Topic Tuesday, our birthday club, our guest spot raffle each month. Like Scott, even though he is a podcaster, he's also one of our patrons, which is so sweet. And we just want to thank him so very much. And also, don't you want to be a part? Don't yeah, we also we also do live shows, Discord live chat, movie watches, group hangs. And then all of that goes to support the show. Exactly. All the money goes right back into the show to produce this. Yes. So. And three Gossip Girls. And three Gossip Girls. And all of our future pods and past pods. You know, mm. it's not free to no. keep up these pods. <laughs> it's not. As you all know. So if you are a Patreon pledge, we thank you so very much. And if you are considering it, you can go on our description and click on the link and just, you know, read about it and see if that interests you. We would love you and be forever indebted to you. Literally. <laughs> Thank you. We'll be back next week for season one, episode 15, Blinders, with our patron, Lisa. Lisa. Thank you so much for listening to Talking Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. You can email us at talkingtexasforever at gmail.com. If you're interested in seeing what we do with this show and all of our others, head over to Instagram at Total Betty Podcast Network. This has been a Total Betty podcast. Produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alyssa Tenio. Music by Anthony Vacora. Hold up. 